Yeah, so welcome back to the Wedding Capture Co podcast. Here we are now with episode 18, um, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers, hosted by myself, Tom, and the guy across the desk from me, Chris. Hello. Um, so in this episode, now we are getting into um, what we would call booking season of the year. Um, we offer some kind of tips and tricks and our opinions on how that you can market your business and find ways to be seen. Um, it's a huge episode. We dive into Google websites, branding colors, brush social media because we barely had time at the end and there's a whole load we don't get to but hopefully there's loads in there that will give you loads of inspiration and motivation to start marketing um, for that busy booking time. Enjoy it. So okay so let's, let's jump in. So we are still in Chris's office. Is this your office? This is my office. Does it have yeah, like yeah. A, a cool name or anything like no, there's no cool name for it. it but the, the charging station works by Alexa. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been demonstrating it's that magic to you. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so yeah, if you didn't catch up with um, last last week's, it's not it's two weeks ago's episode. Two weeks, yeah. Um, we have decamped from our usual haunts of my dining room um, to Chris's office because I am having my bathroom um, redone, rebuilt, and there was builders and noise and yeah. horror at my home. And I really hope my bathroom's finished by the time this goes out. Like it's it had, <laughs> True, loads of, yeah. had loads of delays. Like bricks fell out of places that bricks weren't supposed to fall out of. And in water, like four weeks' time, I hope yeah. it's finished. <laughs> like water fell out of places that it wasn't supposed to fall out. Everything <laughs> that could have gone wrong in in the renovation of my bathroom has happened. Yeah. So yeah, like I really hope that maybe when the time this goes out, that I actually have a nice bathroom. Uh, yeah, I hope you do too. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's actually, a while yeah, to wait. For... When's this going to go out? So next, what is it today? The seventh, eighth. 8th of October. So tomorrow, yeah. So, we so go 5th, out. 6th, 16th. So it's next week. 21st, so 30th. Could, this goes out on the 30th. So I'll be on holiday when this goes out, <laughs> so I won't hear it. So yeah, so if you're listening and watching this now, then you can think of me and I'll be in the Caribbean. Oh, I won't be thinking when, of you when, in the Caribbean. When, when, when this goes out, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Just like, think Make of like, white sand and like, drinking like, a cocktail out of a pineapple. Well, they're like... staring at their screen, editing a massive backlog. You were there with your <laughs> yeah. pina colada. I don't even like cocktails, but I feel like when I'm in the Caribbean, I need to drink something out of a coconut or a pineapple in order for that. Where are you going? I fly on the 23rd. 23rd, oh, okay. Yeah, so. How long? Two weeks. Nice. That's gonna be proper chill, isn't it? I do, but I'm already getting the fear of like how miserable and cold that it's getting. Yeah. But I know that, that to go somewhere like the Caribbean, which is really hot, when I get and back, to come back, like two weeks before Christmas, and with one wedding left to shoot, like yeah. I'm not gonna be loving my life at all when I'm <laughs> playing a cold and rainy Gatwick. It's gonna. But you know what? You're coming back in December, and that is obviously like that's a festive season. So you're gonna be like, you're coming back to the festive season, like the good bit of winter, right? Like, you know, when we, me and you, we're going to Florida in, like, January, right? So, like, that's, that's the only so, upside. So I go, come home yeah. and six weeks pretty much to the day after I get back. We come back, like, the again. first week of February, which is, like, the worst time of year. Just, it's February rainy, is, it's drab, it's yeah. cold, there's nothing going on. Don't you think on. as well, like, February is the worst? I'm sure we can talk about this in, like, I mean, many future episodes. Yeah. But, like, everyone thinks that January's horrible, but it's not. Because, like, you're full of, like, enthusiasm for the year for, and New Year's yeah, resolutions. Yeah, and, like, yeah. oh, this year's going to be, oh, it's going to be my year. It's going to be this. I've hit the gym and, twice like, already. <laughs> and then you get to February and it's all gone to shit already. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and then you're hating yourself. <laughs> back to like, that. like you've got your credit card bill from Christmas. <laughs> Maybe and, next like, year. You haven't shifted that stone that you put on by eating too, much, too many sweets at Christmas. And <laughs> life's terrible. And that's when, the, like, the weather gets really bad. <laughs> See, that's what we're coming back to after going to Florida. When... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Again, think so, of me yeah. with my pineapple. That's 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 mentally where I'm. I'll at be now. thinking of you. Yeah. yeah, and it's well deserved as well. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna be smashing out edits to try and get them done before then. I am. Well, so. I think I've got at the moment, as it stands, I've got I've got two weddings I have to shoot before I go away, and one when I get back, and I've got six weddings on my pile. So I think if I can get those at least five of those six done yeah. before I go, in like two two and a bit weeks. Yeah. 
I don't know. A good place Maybe to do our last episode about AI. Apparently, I can have that done by the end of the week. Yeah, if you yeah. wanted to, if you really set your mind <laughs> to it. There must be expect. I'm hoping couples are listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> the sixth couple on the list saying half a day times yeah. six. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, export it. I'm exporting it as I land. Just doing the two, yeah. two weddings on the plane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but talking about those kind of rubbishy, dark, horrible months of the year, I think we touched on it in the last episode as well. Is that we are going to be going into what is commonly known as booking season yes we? yeah so um we i don't think we've done an episode on marketing at all no so we spoke briefly at, well i say briefly we did an episode at the beginning of this whole thing about how to prepare for the wedding season we spoke about a lot of things a lot of ways you can sort of advertise or keep your basically business flowing over yeah. the summer but now like we want to talk about how like really you can set plans in motion because realistically when we advertise it doesn't you don't see results for it for 12 to 12 yeah. months or or so um, so you really need to be starting now. You can't, you can't, I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, but I would have got like 10 weddings to edit, yeah. which I've got more, but <laughs> I will sit down and I'll be like, I'm not touching my website, yeah. my marketing, my Instagram until I've done these 10 weddings. And that's a really unhealthy mindset. So we're talking about what you should be doing between editing those weddings. I think that's it. There's always, there's always stuff to be done and there's never a more perfect time to start than now. But yeah. you could argue that this stuff should be done before booking season arrives so that it's, yeah, of course. it's there and rolled out ready, you know, so your shop window is cleaned and got a new display and it ready to attract all those new customers that are coming looking yeah but i say january is the most popular so this, yes. this episode goes at end of november you got time to yeah you are going to get the people that want to be organized and get booked in before that christmas rush that maybe got engaged into the, the yeah, summer true. and they're looking and hopefully you've got something up and that's still doing a good job of you know sort of attracting people yeah um or told but the chances are if you're in the situations that i am and it sounds like you are as well is that i always feel I want to finish a year yeah. and then go, well, I've edited everything now. Now let's see what happens. So I can now, I know that I'm not going to update my website now to then go, oh, but there's a wedding in two weddings time, which I know I definitely want to use the images from that yeah. and kind of feel like I've waited until I've edited everything before I do one big update of the website. Like a little and often yeah, is, exactly. is perfectly okay. Yeah. Any changes that you make to your site now is still pushing it in a, in a, it's making it look newer or you're still showing work which is more current than probably what is on there from when you updated it at the start of yeah exactly the, 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 the small the small things and the small tasks really do help and like you yeah. can like i'm i'm sure like we're the same just talking about it is that you want to be like right i'm going to focus this week on my website but realistically you should be doing that over the course of if you do half a day a week yeah. you know by the end of the by the end of the month you've done a full day of editing on your website like and it's it's yeah you know it's hard to focus a full day on the website so doing half that day well and then you know things like instagram and things like that focusing the half day on that and, and little bits like that obviously all of that builds up whereas i'm I'm so guilty of just being like oh, once all these edits are done then i'll do some website stuff or whatever and it, you know i think it's a um i mean another podca podcast was a crock pot so you like yeah it, you know it takes a while to it does. So, you have to kind of get yeah, up to temperature to get up, and get yeah, it moving. Yeah. And I think marketing is like that. Is I always liken it is to like you know when you when you start to make a snowman or you make like a like a snowball is that you start with something which is like hand sized and then the more you roll it in the snow, yeah, yeah. it gains momentum and it gets bigger and bigger and then by the time that it's bigger than you, it's rolling and you can't stop it yeah. and it's still getting bigger and hopefully that is what your marketing should do. But if you stop pushing that ball at any point, 
it stops moving. Yeah. So it's yeah. not. I'm not saying that you have to like say get a get a truck and tow it at a million miles an hour. It's just every now and then just keep giving it a nudge. Yeah. So it is keep rolling on. And I think in our industry, of, yeah, it's important yeah. as well to do little bits. It's like when if you have a goal of doing this, then you can't just be like. I don't know. If you have a goal of charging three grand, you can't just raise up to three grand. Yeah. So if you have a goal of like completely redesigning your website, you can't just sit down one day and go, I'm going to redesign my website now. You have to like yeah. do things in little chunks to try and like. I know, and as well, like when we've talked about it a little bit, I know but that when I did my that that price increase at the start of last year, which is the biggest one I've ever done, I was already in the throes of um, building a new website anyway. And when yeah. I kind of took that advice or made the decision that I was going to do a big price increase, I kind of felt like I couldn't just go on the website that I had. Right. and just change the numbers yeah. because then nothing changed it's like what all of a sudden makes that exact same website yeah. take me from say a £1,700 wedding photographer to a two and a half one it's a psychological thing there, and it is and I, think, yeah. and I felt that I needed to kind of okay change well something. if I'm going to evolve like a Pokemon do you know yeah. what I mean from yeah, like yeah. the £1,700 wedding photographer to like and blossom into this butterfly of a two and a half grand wedding photographer something needed to change yeah. and so the idea of rebuilding the site that if someone had looked at it one week when they came back the next week it had a massive glow up. It was probably most of the same images, but yeah. they were surrounded by fancier copy and a better logo and it flowed better. Yeah. And that was what would warrant, warrant me charging the, the extra. Uh, extra few hundred pounds. Yeah. Whereas really like people would have booked it anyway. Probably, like it, yeah. Yeah, unless it was really, I don't know, I can't remember what your website looked like before. I know it looks slick now, but... Very, it's, it's yeah. again, similar and probably yeah. a lot of the work that I changed to, probably 80% of it was the same. Yeah. It was just okay, tidying it up, making sure the flow was better the copy was better and all yeah. that. It was just say a much more slick version. And I think that was probably because Squarespace had issued an update so that I <laughs> yeah. had marginally more tools at my disposal to make it slicker than I did from when I built it the 18 months previous. Yeah, fair play. Do, do you find that, are you one of those, because like me, I sort of every year go through and like make another tweak or a redesign yeah. not complete redesign but like i find after a year i'm quite bored of the website and i'm like well i'll change it up now and make it yeah i yeah. Really, really do and i think yeah. because we work and maybe other photographers or other industries don't get this because we send them photos or do whatever they can go oh i can change all the images on my website for us almost that's the easiest thing to do because we're constantly making new work yeah where if you're like a cake maker or a hairdresser you're reliant on that photographers from the when you work sending you images which are good enough that you want to market with yeah or you've got to pay out a big chunk of money to get like a styled shoot done yeah. to showcase your work that because you've made that big investment, you then want to share that work where with us, it's kind of like, Oh, I've got loads of content. So it should be really should easy be easier, for us yeah. to just revamp it all. Yeah. But I mean, the longer I leave it, the bigger a task it becomes. And then it's kind of like, okay, well I need to rip everything down and start again. Yeah, exactly, or yeah. the more that I've got to do, the more that I want to do like, I kind of think, oh, maybe I should just do a rebrand. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh, I've yeah. had this logo for six months now. I'm not sure I like it anymore. Oh, I'm going to change that. Yeah. I probably don't want to because that really changes, changing logos everywhere, like new stationery, new this and that. And I think also a logo is a really small part of what you do. And if that one represented you well, unless you're U-turning your your target business, audience, yeah. the way that you write your name on a website probably doesn't change very I much. I don't think but... logos really matter for what we do, to be honest. Like, there's a certain extent to which a logo represents your business, of course, but I think a lot of photography businesses and videography businesses just run with text as yeah. a logo and i don't think logos mean that much having said that though we do have one and i'm not really happy with it and i've been thinking of changing it for ages but i messaged i think i messaged josh about it and he was like it just looks fun and yeah. and good like in, and if, if you because I, I messaged him with like a couple of drafts of some other logos and he was like if you, if you go that yeah you might you might look a slightly more high end but you've lost that like element of like a little bit of 
playfulness to your logo. I feel like I overthink a logo. I'm a classic yeah. overthinker of a logo. Yeah, same. Like I used yeah. to have like a more blocky font, which I really liked. I thought it was really me. And then when I, again, when I did read the website and read it, like the like the price increase, I was like, okay, so I want a consistent thing. Yeah. So I went through the fonts that are available through like the fonts that I can use for my website. So I got yeah. the same font for my logo as I use for like the headers and stuff on my site. Are they, are you, do you use Squarespace fonts? Yeah. Or do you? So okay. they, they use yeah. Google fonts built into through Squarespace. So there's a list okay. of like 200 or something that you can use. Yeah. So I found a font. I was like, yeah, really like that one. Yeah. I can use that in Squarespace. It's fine. Made my logo out of it. It was kind of like a bit kind of like block, like, like dark, blocky, but it was serifed. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of more luxury than the one that I had. Yeah. And now I've come through this year with it and most of last year with it. I'm kind of like, oh, I do like it, but I don't know if it, I, I don't know if I made it to make me look more luxury. And I felt that people yeah. that were luxury had these fancy like serif yeah, fonts. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like, I like it. I like the font. Well, I kind of want to go back to the black blocky one. Maybe that's more me. <laughs> but, then, but then at the same time, I think, well, it's going to save me a lot of time and expense to change it all back. And does anyone really care? Like, do who, hopefully, when they land on my website, they don't look at the image and go, he's trying to be a luxury. Yeah. Like, that's font. Or, and then when they go down, there's maybe no largely more fun images. Hopefully, yeah. they're much more amazed by the, the photos that are there than they are spending... I think this might be a theme is like, no, throughout this is don't overthink it. Like, with your logo, I, how, many custom, how many couples are looking at your stuff thinking, that's amazing, but the logo's rubbish, so I'm not going to book it. Like, Yeah, I think it's I, all those things sing together right, to make yeah. a bigger voice, but as a single standalone thing in itself, yeah. it's probably not. To a certain extent, if someone's really creative and they're going onto your website and it's like, oh, don't, I'm not sure about the name of this business, it sounds a bit corporate or something, yeah. like, then they might, it might put them off thinking, oh, this, this guy's probably going to be a bit corporate, like, yeah, yeah, wedding videography Hampshire services. Oh, but, I mean, yeah. like that. I think, but I think that's all of it, like the language that you use or all of those things as a sum of their parts. Like if you went onto someone's website and like they had like a real like Comic Sans style logo on a pink background yeah. with yellow writing, if their images were then like black and white, dark and moody, really emotive, yeah, yeah. the branding There's wouldn't tie up to the work that you're making. Yeah, yeah. But if, then if you went onto someone's website and it was like a forest green background and they had like a little mountain in their logo, yeah. but then all of their work were like elopements in the Scottish Highlands, you kind of feel like everything is pulling in one direction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not that you're not kind of getting jarring messages of like, well, what are they? I think that's a really good place to start is like when you, when you're advertising and marketing, who you advertise and marketing to. And based on yeah. that is, you know, what is your style and what, what kind of couples you're, you, do you want to get? Because if you want to get couples who are really out there, have got all the colourful flowers and like crazy funky colours and things like that, then you might want a bit more of a like a, a funky logo yeah. with different fonts and stuff. And the like, language that you use on your website, yeah. you know, the language and the way that you talk to those people. Yeah. And again, okay, let, let's, let's use the captions on social media and your website because that's the first thing that prospective clients will read. That's before yeah. they even email you and the language that you're using in an email. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, if you're looking at doing something really quite serious and this and that, you you wouldn't have like, hey guys, like on your about yeah. me or you wouldn't talk about, you know, your... The difference between <laughs> yours and... So yours and my website are pretty similar in, I think in so, the way we then, approach copy. Yeah. But like I'll see photographers who it'll be like, John has been in the photography industry for yeah. 25 years. He has won the Portrait yeah. Photographer of the Year 2001. It's like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, really, like... And I think, proper... yeah, and for me, it's one of my pet hates. Yeah. And I, I did it. I hold my hands up. Like, when my first website, my About Me was, was spoken in the third person. Yeah. And I think it's because I was too, like, I can't write about myself. And I got someone else to write it and then just never changed it from my perspective afterwards. Right. Yeah, yeah. But now I think, 
you know, or the more that I've come to learn from what I want to do is that, uh, like someone said to me this phrase is that people buy from people. Yeah. And I believe that. Like I, w- I was trying like the idea that I'm buying from a person rather than like a corporate machine. And yeah, because yeah, exactly. most of us are all one man bands and particularly with photo and video is, uh, it's going to be us. That's going to be at their wedding yeah. is that as much as they need to fall in love with the work that you show on your website, they need to tend to like you as well yeah. because you're going to be around them probably for longer and in more close contact than a lot of their guests. Depends on so, how you run your business. So some people do run their business where it doesn't matter who they are. Like yeah. there's a lot of photographers I speak to and it surprises me how many people just don't, have consultation calls and they're just like yeah just book them by text don't I, I and it's that, like I find that bonkers but yeah. you're going to be there the whole day with them if, what, yeah. what happens if you don't get on or you don't you know and I think it's really hard because like it took me a long time to kind of how can I say this to just be me yeah. and even yeah, yeah, now yeah. Like, and I think and you still overthink it like say if you do a big price increase or you want to move markets you almost feel that you have to act a certain way should I wear a bow tie now could I have I free ground yeah like, <laughs> I can't be I, I can't be me because no one will like me or yeah. well, if I start to be more of myself they'll realise I'm actually, I'm actually an idiot and they won't put me at all <laughs> or those sorts of things yeah, but yeah. then I've come to realise I think the couples that I allow myself to be most me around are the weddings that I enjoy the most and then get the best feedback from yeah. and I think the more that I grow in confidence to go, okay, I can just be me and say what I would say yeah. to like to the people that I know as well as clients. I feel like that's why knowing your market is important. Because if yeah. I if I turned up to like a really sort of high end London wedding and just was my normal self, I don't I think people would be looking at me like what, what, who is this kid? Like who's this you know I mean? like, chavy kid from Chatham yeah. turning up to film a wedding? <laughs> but like I don't wear a suit to weddings. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, again I'm not scruffy, but I don't turn up no. like again, if I went to somewhere say that was really kind of like high-end luxury i'm pretty sure that the door staff wouldn't let me in and it's or but then at the same time i know from a personal point of view that i like to have that rapport with my couples yeah so if i got to a high-end place where i was only booking through planners or wasn't able to just jump on a zoom or a phone call with my couple and actually just shoot the breeze of them and find out what excites them and who they are as people no matter what kind of social status they have yeah that law for me to shoot the wedding even that might be a great and lucrative wedding wouldn't be there be, yeah exactly, but then some people exactly. want to do that and are quite happy to be the fly on the wall in a, in a dark suit to in yeah. order to be those weddings and i think there's if you probably look at what you love the most or the weddings that you enjoy the most a lot of them probably are in some ways representative of certain parts of your personality oh, or, yeah. or they lean into certain traits that that you have or interest you know how that is you only have to look at what we how we designed our wedding me and kate to see yeah. what we think we uh, we want to do other pe- in other people's like we want pe- people who are thinking about their guests having a good time i mean we spoke to a couple the other day and, and the couple were like oh yeah so we've been to weddings before and they're really boring so you're in reception drinks we've got this this and this me and kate looked to each other and was like this is our couple yeah like the fact that they've said weddings are boring we need like we need to make sure our guests are happy while we're often yada yada and that like that just pinged in our heads that we needed this couple basically to book so. and i find that and you know, i know like it's become like a running joke on the pod like how quick my couple shoots are because again i don't <laughs> yeah i don't like i wouldn't like that spotlight to be solely on me for that long yeah i wouldn't like that i'm not again i'm not that kind of person that would want that many photos of just me like i ex- no. i would expect or when i got my gallery that i want as many photos of all the people that i've invited because they're the people that I love. I want photos of them. Exactly. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah, yeah, just yeah. photos of me. Yeah. Like, so I always try and make sure that it's you do get that nice shot of grandma or you work out the family dynamics or who the friends are and you get into the, you dig into those groups yeah. and kind of make sure that there's as much of everybody else enjoying themselves on the day. Yeah. I'm not just there just to provide a banging set of couple portraits yeah. and some document of the ceremony. Exactly. 
Right, so to give it some structure then, we were talking about the website, so we might as well start off the website. Yeah. Your website is, I would say, uh, not overrated, but it's your final port of call, right? So everything else brings people to your website. Yeah. So while you might think that updating your website is going to magically get you more couples, if that website is not being seen or directed to from anywhere, every, then something's failing elsewhere. Um but yeah, like if we start with the website and work our way to more, like yeah, we start at the bottom of the funnel. Where's like, yeah, the website? All your marketing, thing. hopefully, should either lead you to an inquiry, which the most time is comes through, then a contact form on your website. So you think, it's yeah, all, it's... yeah all, all all those arrows that you, you yeah, know, run yeah. around the streets hammering on lampposts <laughs> should all point. But you obviously to, to your website. You want to know your couple. So is your couple someone who's going to want like really posy black and white stuff? Is it someone who's going to want um, like the more fun stuff? Is it someone who's completely out there and like the yeah. more like boho bride or, or something like that? I don't know. Um, you know, that kind of end, uh, festival weddings, things like that. Yeah. And then obviously you need to choose your fonts and, and copy and your the, the kind of images that you're showing based on that as well. And as a videographer, obviously we don't have a, a huge selection of yeah. photos, I guess, to show. So that's why I think screenshots are a good practice as well because yeah, definitely we, um, I mean, for a few months we were using a, a sunset shot as our main splash image on the on the front page of our website, and like after a couple of months I was like, why am I using this sunset shot? It doesn't, and it like it was quite they were quite straight faced as well. It wasn't like a really like happy laughing one. So we changed it to a really intense confetti shot amazing. instead. Yeah. And with everyone like, oh my God. Like, like and I think that, that first image that you show is has got to be as much as if you can encapsulate your style yeah. in a single in frame. In a single frame. Yeah, and like yeah. you said, and we touched on it in another website. If you like, if you, if you, when you go and look at photographers' websites that you know you're going to come and work with, if you land on their page and that splash image is like a black tie wedding in front of a country house and they're walking away, yeah. you know what you're in for. Yeah. As much as when you land on the website and it's the groom pouring champagne into the bride's mouth <laughs> on yeah, the dance yeah. floor, yeah. like you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. And I think in the world of social media, which we'll touch on in a minute, is that people make snap decisions about or make assumptions yeah. about you and your business far quicker than they ever have done in, in the past. Yeah. So that when they land on that website, it needs to load quickly, which if you put a film at the top of your website, wouldn't. No. While they're waiting um, for the buffer yeah, they got, yeah. is that they need to see something straight away, yeah. which all sounds like it's cohesive and pulling itself in to, towards yeah. a kind of a loose vibe of where you want to be. The colours in that top photo yeah. need to be on point. Again, it's not what we talked about logos a minute ago. It's yeah. the, that logo, that colour, yeah. the image that you use, all of that Whatever builds a tagline or H2 you're putting yeah. and needs to be like, or H1 you're putting needs to be like gripping for them, basically. Yeah. This is what they want sort of thing. Yeah, I think, and I do it, even, even if I went to go, if I was to go and buy a new car or want to go and buy a bag or go to a clothing website, even if you've never heard of that brand before, when you land on their website, you know, hopefully, what they're about yeah. from the way, the font they use and their logo, the colours they use, the way yeah. their site's built, like all of those things, you you know that. And that that's kind of just good branding, I think. Yeah. And that's where, in all of your marketing, I think, to begin with, is stumbling across kind of a set of brand guidelines so that everything you put out across all of your marketing avenues is cohesive. Yeah. And then when that refers back to your website that looks the same as the, the pieces of marketing you've done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, bigger businesses, like in an ideal world, you'd have a PDF with like your exact color schemes and like, like we have a, a sort of color palette thing, don't yeah. we, for, for, the, for this podcast. I don't really have one for, for my business, to be honest. So but I, that's because yeah, I only four have... Four color, color yeah. And I have the hex numbers for it. So yeah. if anything that goes out 
from like the way that I deliver my galleries, all of yeah. the, the background and the fonts for those and texts, everything is only in ever. There's like an almost black color, an almost white color, and then yeah. two accent colors. Yeah, and everything for my business is always in those four colors. Yeah, and I think you kind of you kind of in an ideal world you'd have that. I don't know if it's necessarily. I've never had that kind of exact color palette. Yeah. I just sort of switch it up based on like you know what my website redesign is about that that yeah. year so last year would have been more colorful this year we've kind of toned down the colors a little bit but kept some of the fun elements in the photos and yeah. things because we're we're going for more like you know fun but still like quite cinematic so we, we're, yeah. we're trying to tone it down a little bit but you've but still you, got an avatar kind of in a yeah in a perspective you you know who you <clears throat> want to market to yeah and i think so like to do that exercise at the beginning of before you start to make any marketing yeah, yeah. is having a clear vision in your head of who am I trying to market to. So it can be to. cohesive across all of your market material. Yeah, because you can't yeah. be everything to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't try and market and have, say, a six-slide a six slide carousel at the top of your wedding where one image is super like emotive and moody, the next one's super fun, the next one's super alternative. Because yeah, people get just, mixed messages. People yeah. like that need to look at your work, need to see themselves. Who are you? What are you yeah. like, What are you going to offer them? Like, and if, say, yeah. if you go to... If you, if you picked like two brands out of the air yeah. and you picked... I don't know, and we'll use cars, for example. Like If you pick a Mercedes branding out of the air and then you pick, I don't know, Mini... Yeah. For example, they're made by the same people. <laughs> yeah. But if you said to me, who drives a Mini and who drives... Yeah, it's different people. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and drives a BMW or whatever. Yeah. They're two very different markets. Yeah. And the way that they're designed, the colours they use, the way that those two Market products are advertised, which yeah. is why they're still separated down in brands, because they're looking at very different ends of the market, not only from price point, but from but yeah. from demographic of who buys those. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where it all starts. And like the design of the website is 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 another thing, but it it like it'd be intentional with the images you're using, the kind of copy you're using. Um, and then I guess the next thing is SEO, because that's how your yeah. website gets seen initially. Um, I personally thought SEO was more valuable before. We don't so. I'd say about sort of 2020, maybe 2019, we'd get majority of our weddings through SEO. Now we're sort of maybe fifth or sixth in our in what we're targeting. Oh, wow. So it's changed, shifted quite a lot. Yeah, you used to be top, but um, we pretty much don't, don't get much from Google. I say, I think three of our our weddings next year are from Google. Like it really isn't many at all. Like majority of them come from like photographers, Instagram, that kind of thing, which obviously all that stuff we'll get into. But I don't know if SEO is that important for certain things. And I have listened to a podcast recently on SEO. And one of the things I noticed was that, so I've been targeting Hampshire wedding videographer for yeah. a very long time. Um, and you can look up how many searches that term gets on, on Google. Yeah. <clears throat> and it wasn't a lot. And I was like, oh, I've been targeting this for so long and it's not actually getting that many searches. But when you type in Kent wedding videographer, it's get, it gets loads. So it turns out that Hampshire is just not a massive market for, for video. videography, at least of what people type, people are typing. So SEO is going to hugely depend on if you've got a very specific, um, I, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it, but if you've got a very specific niche market that you're looking to target or, or location, and it's also going to depend on where you are as well, I think. I think that's it. It's fine is is using those keywords cleverly in that, like you said, in some ways with video, because video maybe is, by law of averages, there are probably far less videographers in, in the UK than there are photographers that are trying to market yeah. themselves. Yeah. If you try and go, well, I don't want to just work where I live, and you try and 
get to get yourself to page one of Google by using the term UK wedding photographer, you're trying to fight through a crowd of <coughs> tens of thousands yeah. of other websites. I've where, tried that for but a bit, at the but same time, if you yeah. live in a village, you know, and you type in like your village name, wedding photographer, yeah. there's only 50 people that live in that village. Yeah. The chances are not many people are going to search Certainly, for that term. Yeah, so, so you might be top, but no one's. In, yeah, in some ways, it's wonderful to have a real niche yeah. term so you, you can excel in it. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to go so broad that in the end, that you're 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 you're, you're kind yeah. of shouting amongst the crowd and no one's going to hear you. I thought it was really interesting that this Hampshire wedding videographer wasn't very searched at all. And I think that is quite I find that crazy. Yeah. Because you'd think like Hampshire as as a county, if you look at kind of the UK wide as a fairly affluent county, you'd yeah. think that so yeah. that and also looking over it's like surveys that other wedding like suppliers do, is that mo- more weddings happen in this like below London, more than half fifty percent of the weddings in the in the UK oh, happen really? in the south of the oh, country. Okay. Yeah. So that there would in you know, there's there's limited amount of counties there that yeah. you'd think that more weddings Thing is for us, like make we we've got what Dorset one side, yeah, and West Sussex the other side, and both of them are actually, I'd say, a bit more affluent than than Hampshire anyway. We, um, someone said, oh, who's it said? said we got an email asking for some like if you've got any weddings that are filmed in Hampshire, like can you send us? We're like actually this year we haven't done many in Hampshire at all, even though we're based there and we target it for SEO, we actually haven't done that many weddings in Hampshire this year, and I think that comes from. Like the it makes a sort of U shape or like N yeah. shape above us. We do Surrey above us, Dorset left, West Sussex right. But Hampshire's we don't really get that many for. Yeah, so. I think some of that is purely just geography as well. Like yeah. I find the same. Like I live, you know, sort of in Portsmouth, which is bang in the middle of Hampshire. Yeah. But within twenty minutes, they like say one way. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in West Sussex, yeah. but then and say an hour the other way. Then I'm over the Dorset border, and then so kind of yeah. Yeah. although Hampshire's a big county, I kind of straddle. Three counties, where if you yeah. also look at Yorkshire, I'm going to go back to Yorkshire again, I feel like I'm picking on them after a lot <laughs> is that that's yeah. obviously a big county, where if you live bang in the middle of it, yeah. it might be that it takes you an hour and a half or two hour radius to get to out. To the next one, So yeah. that to be a Yorkshire wedding, it means that more than often not, your weddings are always within that, where yeah. I don't feel that, you know, when you're picking a H1 for your website, that I can go, oh, I'm going to be a West Sussex wedding photographer because I don't live in West Sussex. No, Even no. though that, say, you probably, could end up doing Kent yeah. because you've put West Sussex. Like, oh, West yeah, Sussex. like a third of my weddings probably are yeah. in Chichester yeah. and, you know, towards Brighton yeah. way. But I'm still doing that search for Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, do some research on Google. Again, like, go and, like, do some do some SEO because we're, we're not experts, but yeah. like, SEO research. Well, that's the main thing is seek out an expert. Like, yeah, Google yeah. is... You know, is a, is a it can be a wealth for inquiries, and I think when yeah. you're starting out, that probably some ways you're building a good website with the limited work you've got yeah. to build a reputable website, which get Google can gain trust in as you add other marketing avenues to it, and then point that back to your website. Yeah. I think you know, in terms of like building a house, a good website is a really good foundation to add other layers of marketing oh, to. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because it's all right. I'm going to start on Instagram, but where do you point? the people that you market to where yeah. are you pointing them to they're looking for an about me page yeah. and you like from your, from your instagram you need to find like they'll yeah. be looking where's that website that i can go on and like try and find the about me and the packages and the stuff but that yeah they can't find it they don't want a message on instagram so they're out as well like and, and I'm, I'm sure that like we're both sat here as people that have websites and really believe in websites there are wedding suppliers out there which do run their businesses solely from social media yeah which i find so risky yeah like yeah we talk about now with like meta like temporarily cancelling accounts and how can you get to a point where people want to put their trust and their 
money in you. And I know obviously a website's a fairly disposable thing, yeah. but it's still seen as quite like, oh, if you've got a website, you're quite a trusted, mm-hmm. like you've almost got somewhere that's like a constant point of reference. I definitely struggled to trust a company who was just on Instagram. Which would be mad, wouldn't it? Because then if that, if, imagine you managed to build yourself a good following, you booked everyone through your DMs. Yeah. If Meta shut you down or restricted your account for 30 days, you've got people yeah. trying to message you about the wedding that they've got next anything. week. Yeah. You can't get anything from yeah. them. Like you've gone from running a thriving business on that Your platform. Business in the hands of Meta. <laughs> and that's it. And how do, how do you do that? Yeah. Like you, you could go from literally having a thriving business to being ruined overnight. Yeah. Well, at least I know your website can go down or whatever, but because you have a degree of control over that, over it, yeah. or that links into your email account and the rest of it, it almost is like your own corner of the and internet. And you can choose different suppliers. Which and you things. can nurture as you are. Yeah. I find it, yeah. And it still blows my mind that in 2023, like people, that yeah. people don't, that still do run their messages from their Facebook DMs or from an Instagram page. Yeah. I think like you said, the foundation, there uh, is yeah. a good foundation to build and you build your website and then everything else funnels to that and that yeah. becomes like... Your website is your hub and the thing that people should be going on to contact you for. Oh, recently, we've been getting more and more Instagram messages as well that, that don't check out the website, but we usually direct them to the website because <clears throat> I don't know what it is about Instagram, but they'll message and they'll ask for a price list. Whereas on if you if you literally click the link in the bio, it comes yeah. up with packages and you could have just click that. So I literally just link them to that because, yeah. But don't or, you think though that some of that is the way that Instagram is or social media as a general is like, in some ways that it can be your greatest marketing tool because you can now just go, go on and advertise and essentially by posting a story or a post on Instagram, we'll use yeah. Instagram because I think Facebook's pretty much dead for, yeah, no, for, for, for wedding photographers no, now. Yeah, it's, no not 20, using it's not 2008 anymore <laughs> where you can just, you know, post some, post some previews the day after a wedding and get like 200 likes or whatever. Those days are gone. There's someone that was really offended by um, our slander on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But then, but it's like times move, don't they? And yeah, there, there yeah. was a point probably in the middle of this year where a lot of people were falling out of love of Instagram and thought yeah, that was going to go the same way. It, and it yeah. seems to have redeemed itself a little bit. But... I've lost my point now. I've, I've literally <laughs> moaned about Facebook and I've just lost my point. All right, let's rewind it back then. So in terms of SEO, something I don't practice often, but I think you do is blogging, right? So Yes. Well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to say that I blog regularly. I don't. Yeah. I blogged, again, at the start of the year, I looked at the weddings that I did from the year before and was like, where do yeah. I want to work most again that either I... It, you know, like, I think blogs are the easiest avenue to get yourself back to to go either get recommended yeah. by venues or get seen by venues. I have so, a photographer that worked at a really high-end venue once. He put it in his blog, literally put this wedding photographer, yeah. and now he's like top. And yeah. he, I think he works, he's worked there a few times since. And that's it's it. You, you don't even need then to be recommended by that venue, which we'll talk about in a minute, because that's another yeah. avenue of things. Yeah, yeah. But let's say you go and show someone books you to shoot their wedding at, say, X venue. You love it. The wedding's great. If you go then and make a blog post... And the title of that blog post is, you know, your website name forward slash X venue wedding photographer. Yeah. When you make that blog, then if someone goes on and goes, oh, I'm getting married at X venue, they type into Google X venue wedding photographer. You're giving them a search term for that. Yeah, exactly. And also, again, as filmmakers and photographers, it's really easy. You don't just have to write a load of copy to go, I am really good. I promise I've worked at this venue. You've made photos there. So people that are at the beginning of their journey go, oh, we've been seeing that venue. It's lovely. You can colour in the gaps for them. They might have gone to that venue and seen an empty room. But then when you're showing them a wedding from a similar time of year, they got married. This is how it looks like. This is the sunset you'll get there. When they visited, you know, like 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning, there weren't no sunset. But when they see that field they peered out the window at in basting golden light and a couple in it, they start to see themselves in there. And I think 
blogging is a really easy way to say to to put yourself. I know you've got to get the book in at first to have a venue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean to get there? But I think it, I think it's often considered quite old school. Like, oh, you should be put on Instagram, but Instagram yeah. doesn't really have the level of SEO that blogging does. Like, you oh, you yeah. could literally, you, if you get lucky, you could literally <clears throat> have like you say have that venue in the title and yeah. suddenly be top like it just it's... the longevity in blogging as well is absolutely huge and yeah, i think yeah. that goes again back to your website is once you publish that blog on your website as long as you have that website that blog lives and it is constantly being searched that on that term search door it's constantly in that kind yeah. of cycle of being found by google the more people view that blog post the more it comes up yeah where on instagram you could post those same photos that are in that blog post two days later they're dead yeah yeah no exactly. one scrolls back no one that far yeah. to go oh i really want i really like this guy i wonder if he shot at my venue hmm. by the time they're more than three or four rows deep can't give it, they can't care yeah <laughs> but if, they, but if yeah. they go into google and search in this and then it comes, it comes up, up. That's and it, it lives there forever. And in the yeah. end, it might even be that if you shoot a better wedding there at the same venue two years later, you delete the old blog and then update the new one. Yeah. So you're almost showing the best of what you do. And I, funnily enough, got my, you know, you get your Google Analytics report, don't you? Yeah. yeah. For, for like the month. Mine came through yesterday, I think. And after my homepage, two of my blog posts for two of the venues that I like to work the most were my most viewed pages. Wow. More than my pricing, my about me. And that's the first time in about six or seven months that's happened. Wow, that's crazy. And those blogs I probably made before Easter this year. Yeah. To take it from someone who has, I've never done, well, I said never done blogging. I've started a blog probably twice, done one post and then ditched it again and taken it off the website. But I think back now, so I've been doing this for eight, nine years, whatever. If I had just blogged once a month, I'd have yeah. like, 90 solid SEO opportunities. And, that, and, that, that's and I think, that, I think that's it as well, is that yeah. if you think that you're rushing, and I don't want to say, I really don't want the meta to come after us, but <laughs> Instagram is great, but it's almost like a shot in the arm. It's a quick fix. You get a huge spike, hopefully, from a post you put up. Yeah. And then quite quickly, that shit, that kind of, you know, burst of excitement or um, engagement fades away. The spike on it's pretty high. Yeah. yeah but yeah. hopefully on, on, on a blog, you're creating much more evergreen lasting content, content and lasting well. content, yeah. which, you know, even again, if someone finds your, you know, your blog from that venue that you shot five years ago, all they've got to do is like the images. It might yeah. not be representative of where you are now, but if they click on that, then they go, oh, we really like this. And then that links into the rest of your website and go, oh, well, that works even better. Again, it's all drawing back to that. Yeah. And I think blogs are, are still, I think I say people now have moved on and think it's all about socials. Yeah. But, but they're actually, still a really easy win. Yeah, definitely. And if you listen to our last episode, obviously about AI, you know now you can get ChatGPT to pretty much write the copy for you. <laughs> You've already edited yeah. the images. And there's a thing that like people think Google can obviously detect AI. I think I don't think we're quite there yet. Why, why, when it would detect it completely? Does yeah, that make I sense? That, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it would be like this is written by AI. This is not getting shown yet. I don't know. Maybe it is, but I don't think Google can probably detect it as well as people think it can. But again, if you're looking to fill, you know, if you know from, again, and we're, I'm far from an SEO expert, but if you speak to one and they say roughly for a page to perform well, you need 400 words of copy about this, this venue or whatever. Yeah. Or again, you're trying to find search terms. With AI, I'm sure if you said, tell me some facts about Warwick Castle, because yeah. I've shot a wedding there, yeah. it would tell you when it was built, who built it, and it's like yeah. a load of bump of history because that information is out there. Hot tip as well. If you have an older blog post that you think might do well now, just go back, change some words, 
yeah. updates some things and it, Google kind of refreshes it and it kind of updates and, and puts it a little bit higher. Yeah, someone always, as I've always said to me, and again, I'm far from a WebEx, that Google likes new content, yeah, but yeah. it also likes current content. And even if you go in and just change some stuff, so I think even if, if you get to that website task that like we were saying, don't just do it once a year. Even if you decide halfway through the summer, oh, someone took a nice picture of me at a wedding, I'm just going to change my About Me photo on the page. Yeah. Or even you go in and just change one paragraph on yeah. your About Me page. Yeah. It automatically, Google see that you are actively you're actively updating, updating that website yeah. it's not something which has been left and they see it as old news because it hasn't been updated in a year yeah. it you know, those quite little changes can almost reinvigorate google's interest in in your site and so yeah, I think exactly. it's, it doesn't have to be oh i'm going to make a whole day about this so that, that quick 10 minutes can make a much bigger you know yeah we'll have to come back to seo at some point i feel like i uh I feel like we should get somebody have. on. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We, like can get we should, we should on. get somebody yeah. on who knows about SEO more than we do. And I feel like oh, I've been to talks about SEO or even when talking to other people, things that I do quite organically, I probably know more than I think I do. Yeah. But I would never class myself to be an expert yeah. in Google at all. Yeah, exactly. I think neither of us are. It's something that I really want to put some effort into this winter. I've never... I've been quite intent on getting my current pages good of SEO, but I've never really been interested in adding like blog posts and stuff. But I feel like it's it's time now to start focusing on bits like that. Especially me, like when so. you've you've shot weddings at some really good venues, or you've even said to yourself, yeah. "Oh, I'd love to go back to that venue." Yeah, yeah. And obviously, when we're suppliers that are at the mercy, we can only go where we're booked. Yeah. You can't yeah. just go. Oh, I'd really love to shoot a wedding and on the moon. Suddenly you're there, and then yeah. all of a sudden someone's booking you a spaceship. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. You need to kind of use the tools that you do have in your arsenal yeah. to try and encourage people to be to like, look at that. me, I'd really yeah. love to go there. Yeah. Or like, I did this here once, I could do that for you. And that's essentially what marketing is. Or That's me um, with Tunnels Beaches for ages. I put out a YouTube video that I'd, um, a video that I'd filmed there, a highlights video on YouTube. Um, and it went to like top of Google when you're typing in Tunnels Beaches video or something. And people were booking me from it. But now it's so old that people are looking at it like, oh, this looks old. <laughs> like it actually yeah. is aged a bit to be fair. Like, but again, you just got to live in hope that, that when you book that up in two or three years, you get one more book in there again that went yeah, that yeah. one. So you're almost kind of just allowing yourself to skip in stone yeah, yeah, over exactly. those bookings. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, venues do ebb and flow. Sometimes I'll find out places loads one year, then I'm not there again for three years. That's weird, isn't it? But if I could yeah. hash together a blog from the best of... And I think that's... I also don't always think that it has to be... You don't have to have one great wedding from somewhere. If you're lucky enough to shoot two or three good weddings from somewhere... Just do a blog post targeted about that venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. then just go, yeah. these are my, you know, I've shot this venue a few times because you're establishing yourself as an experienced person at that venue. Yeah. And I think the reason that we keep talking about venues as well, and I feel like it's been quite heavy with that, is that if you think of a couple in their booking journey, but I'd say nine times out of 10, couples are booking their venue first. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I think, so in terms of marketing. So they're researching, they tend yeah. to be researching based on their venue. Ven yeah, I'd say like so, yeah. what? 80% of suppliers that couples book, they book that supplier because they've either been to that venue before or they're recommended by the venue yeah. or they come up in the blog post of the venue. I reckon it's yeah. pretty close to... I and I would say, again, made that you, setup, we're talking but, about numbers. I think probably, yeah, <coughs> around probably a quarter of my weddings come through Google. Probably about a quarter, again, come through Instagram. And the rest are either word of mouth from previous couples yeah. or word of mouth from venues that I'm recommended at. Yeah, exactly. How many times do you rock up to a venue and it's like, it's the same makeup artist, the same hairstyle, yeah. this is the same, and it's like, they've clearly booked it because that venue has gone, this person works all the time, they know what they're doing. And then they're going, yeah, cool, like, that's yeah. it. And I think as well, so in some ways, it can, yeah, it's making sure that if a venue wants to recommend you, that's great. 
But I think the main time it's making sure that it's a venue that you do want to work yeah, at yeah. because if yeah, you yeah. do really lean into that relationship with them, you could end up with a lot of weddings <laughs> yeah. at that venue. And obviously you don't want to be somewhere. You don't want all of your weddings for one to year be, to so, be in one venue, either, yeah, yeah. For creatively. But at the, the same time, it's nice to have a venue which is familiar to you. Well, yeah, I have a we've talked about this before, weren't yeah, we? How but... like we like variety, but at the same time, it's nice to have one ten minutes down the road. Do you recommend yeah. that? Like it, but we wouldn't. At the same time, me, me and you wouldn't do thirty weddings at that venue that's ten minutes away. Because yeah, well, I'd never want to get stuck in a rut yeah. or, or in the end become almost too marketed that you become typecast. Oh yeah, well, you're like that, an actor yeah. that spends yeah. twenty years in a soap, <laughs> and then when they come out of that and try and do something else, else, you go, "Oh, that's that guy from EastEnders." Yeah. So and you don't like you don't. I don't want to become known as oh, you're just the guy that shoots at the square tower. Poor Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Exactly, that though, but it is though, isn't it? How many yeah. people go, oh, that's the guy from Harry Potter? Like, and it's true, but you don't want to become, oh, you're the guy that only shoots at that venue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So venue targeting is important, but I mean, you can, we'll let you decide whether you want to shoot 30 weddings at the same venue or whether you want to do variety. We're just, I think we're more variety people, yeah. but it is also nice because at the end of the day, we're a business and we need to earn money yeah. to have those venues that like, are pretty safe and you can get inquiries yeah. from them and be like do you know what I'll take it it's 10 minutes down the road yeah and I really enjoy that balance of say having I'm recommended I think at three or four venues they actively recommend me to their couples and their venues that again I've, I've, as my relationship has built with them I know, you know the people that run the venues the staff that work there I like to have that over those four venues probably half my weddings of yeah. the year yeah, yeah. are at one of those four venues and then the other half are at places that I only go probably once a year or I've never been before Yeah. so it kind of is Again, you have that nice balance mixture, of, yeah. okay, I'm really experienced here. I know I can go there. I know the faces that I'm turning up to. There's something quite almost that you feel that you can, because you're super confident in that venue, you can, you can push more, the boundaries yeah, more yeah. than you would normally. But at the same time, I'm still creatively fulfilled or branching out that if a relationship with one of those venues did break down, I've not lost my whole business. No. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, I like you say, it's, it's, it's never putting all of your eggs in one basket. You can be your more business. your brand because yeah. you know all the staff there and you know where you're going and stuff like that. If you turn up somewhere you don't know, half your focus is on just like making exactly, sure you're yeah. in the right place at the right time. And I think as well, almost to be seen that the types of venue that you're at, like I've, I'm making no secret now that I do very, very little hotel weddings. Yeah. Because a lot of the, the stuff that I, the style of my photography is quite loose. It's quite informal, quite documentary. You can't do that when you're on such a strict schedule and yeah. the same schedule yeah. that everybody has at a hotel. So I do tend to do more barns, yeah, the fields, yeah. and yeah. the same. So it's, you know, it's, it's quite different, isn't it? So you need to kind of almost be seen that that's kind of a branding choice mm. in that you can, in the, in the way that you market yourself, not just for a single venue, but kind of people sense a trend. Yeah. You'll get a feel from you as a photographer. Like you're, if you want festival wedding vibes, like that guy does loads of outdoor stuff. Or if you're a city, you know, you love to photograph on the streets of places and in buildings. Yeah. Oh, if you'll get married at a town hall. I think that's a very good point actually. And talking about what you don't want to do as well yeah. is like, um, because you made me think about with with you saying about hotels, obviously we're pretty similar. I could probably count on one hand the amount of hotels we've done this year. But also churches is a big thing as well. Like if you're someone who finds church weddings stressful, stop putting them on your website and on your Instagram and stuff. And I I personally find them a little bit more stressful than normal weddings. I wouldn't say we don't, we don't have any on the website. um, Potentially. I think we've just put one on the website, but that's because it was like, Arundel Cathedral and it's just yeah. epic basically you know um, but I don't. I wouldn't say we don't do them we've got probably a few bits in next year but we don't adver- specifically advertise to them and the same with hotels it's not that we don't do them we just like we prefer posting the barn ones and yeah. that because they're generally more of our vibe but if we get an inquiry for a nice hotel of course we're going to do it of course yeah it's not, you're not 
so you then you're not ruling things out but you're just knowing what you're targeting yeah. towards and then if it, you end up doing five church weddings if you do 30 weddings a year you do five church weddings yeah. that's fine like i'll speak to those couples and they'll be like you know what I'm not a massive fan of doing like the big church ceremonies, but this couple were nice and you know the wedding afterwards is going to be incredible. So Yeah, there's yeah. no point I think in having like super set kind of I don't do yeah. this because yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could say like, you could miss out on a really great opportunity. I say churches because I think it but, might it might be more of a thing for video, but I think like because video is a bit of a faff setting up and taking down. Yeah. With I feel this like we can have a whole stuff. conversation with churches. Again, yeah. for every for every one lovely vicar that I've had that's let me be everywhere, <laughs> I've probably had two that have banished me to you know a dark corner or told me I'm not allowed to move or have yeah. to be on silent or can only photograph one particular part of the ceremony. It's for- not even that though, it's the stress of like having a you know, my couple with the people and have the tripods and cameras set up. You've you've come from someone's house and they're late and you've arrived That's the big late thing and for me. And I know pain. we spoke about that a lot of times in some of the other sort of more practical episodes. Is that you nearly always then have a three location wedding. Yeah. And yeah, I love yeah. being somewhere all at the same place for yeah. the whole day. Yeah. So that's probably, it's less of a shove churches. church is. It's, for me, it's a logistical yeah. thing for yeah, what yeah. That, that type of wedding tends to bring. And again- I'd say it, actually you're right there. It's not, it's not yeah. churches necessarily, it's three location weddings. The it's, the, it's, the, yeah. it's, the, it's the logistics of a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you went somewhere like Wasting Park, that has a church on site and it's just a walk back to the barn afterwards. Yeah, like no problem it's no there. problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if you go back to my car analogy, like it's not to say that only, you know, middle-aged white businessmen buy this type of BMW because I'm sure there's lots of families that have them as well. It's just that's their target audience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like where you could target to, I really want, only want fun couples yeah. who are kind of roughly of this age and this and that. But if you get someone else that comes on, people are still going to identify in your work. It's never a complete foolproof solution. And I will never say to someone, oh no, you're two years too old for my demographic. I'm not going to book your wedding. I wouldn't say that, but I might not show it. Yeah. Yeah, And I think it's it's it's, it's okay to go to a wedding, take the people's money, have a lovely time, make them very happy and say, and have a great time at the wedding. But when you're trying to hone yourself or push yourself into a direction of what people think your brand is or to attract a certain area of the market it's perfectly okay to not show everything that you shoot yeah and i really think i think it's really interesting to see the variety of, of work that people go for as well because i've i've mentioned this on the pod before but i've recently had it again where it's like i've done a pre-wedding call with a couple and gone like oh who's the photographer and they'll be and they'll be like oh it's this person so i'll like google it and it's like all black and white and like really editorial and stuff. And they're, they're like, oh yeah, like um, they've they've done Vogue magazine and all this stuff. And like I literally say, I would literally say to them, like we're exactly the opposite to what this person yeah. is. And I'm not afraid to say it. Like yeah, okay, you've got this photographer. You clearly like that style for photography. We're not that. Just to let you know. And obviously they booked us because they know that. But I want to. Yeah, and your marketing yeah. has shown that you're very much not that. It's not like again, you've gone. Oh, I did this really great wedding once. That won't be the most money. But that one was quite black and white and quite moody. I'm going to show it because it's good. And then all of your other weddings aren't like yeah, that. If someone sees yeah. that, that can almost then be, say, quite... You're almost mis-selling yourself, <coughs> aren't you, really? Yeah. So, yeah. So but that's mainly, to be fair, in terms of, like, couple shoot and things like that. Because we say, like, if, if, if your photographer is a bit more stationary and, like, likes the magazine stuff then or editorial stuff then we might have to get involved more to get the bits that we like to get as well and we sort of explain that to them but yeah i think obviously like you say it's not foolproof um and you you know just because you're targeting not if not this venue or not this type of venue or whatever if you get an inquiry for that type of venue have an open mind because the couple might be it might be amazing like you might think a venue is quite low end 
but this couple was booked it and they were going to spend tons of money yeah, on where they saved on the venue they've pushed that into yeah. having everything else yeah, yeah, at their yeah. wedding and, you just don't know do you yeah. so um, have an open mind to it but venue targeting is quite good I think um, that's what I always say yeah use your branding or those decisions that you make they are only a guide or a guideline yeah yeah but, yeah yeah, because again, like we said at the start of the episode, if you try and market to everybody, you're not showing a clear message of what you want to do. Yeah. That can be confusing to a couple, but it's also being open to everything. And yeah. I feel like we've covered that really well. So now, you know, we, we've kind of skirted around the idea of social media a, a little bit. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it because it's yeah. a huge marketing tool for all businesses yeah. um, in, in, in 2023 and, and looking into next year. You know, whether it is, if you are still, you know, kind of have have a solid Facebook community that are messaging you, whether you're, you know, trying to build yourself an Instagram following, or even if you're looking into things like TikTok now. And, you know, I think for maybe for videographers, if you can pick bits out of videos that you could maybe make potentially viral content for TikTok, yeah. that's that's, yeah. that's going to get you seen. Yeah, I feel like, I do feel like Facebook is is sort of, we won't talk about it a lot probably because <clears throat> I don't feel like it's the, the target market for what we're I'm, going for. I've t- hovered over the button of deleting my Facebook page several times. Let's be honest, year. we're targeting people younger than us, right? We're probably like, we're yeah. probably targeting people the same age or younger than us. And most of them probably don't use Facebook anymore. Like, yeah, I, well, I, I'll be honest. My, I, have, I have in the back of a notebook, which I started at the start of, you know, I've been, I have a, and it evolves. I kind of tweak it every year, but my demographic are very much the weddings that I want to photograph yeah. is, is 25 to 40. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. most of the couples that you find on my website, I shoot. I've shot a wedding for a couple this year that are in their sixties. I've shot my youngest ever couple this year that were barely twenty. Yeah. yeah. But my demographic is twenty-five to forty. So you need to think of yeah, where do what 20, are they use Where do yeah, twenty-five exactly. to forty-year-olds? Yeah. What what do they use socially? Yeah. For you, them to find you. And I feel like Instagram is definitely in the main bulk of that. TikTok is definitely something to think about, but unfortunately, it's something that me and you already haven't gone into quite a lot. I've I've started, so I've started a TikTok um, maybe a year or two ago and posted on it like four times. And quite recently, I got an inquiry from TikTok and it sort of sparked something in my brain like maybe I should have been posting on TikTok. Because if I've got an inquiry from TikTok when I've only posted on there four times in like a yeah. year, then imagine I posted like as much as I do on Instagram. And also, I think for the like I hate this word and I say this every time the vibe of couples that you're looking to attract like your kind of main MO if you like yeah. is fun energetic like yeah. laughter stuff yeah. all of the stuff so if you were showing like I'm thinking like Carolina Christian's wedding that we went to yeah. like that bit where she walks and throws the beer pong and it lands and in everyone cheers, cheers. Go, that's what I put on there like, I think yeah. like you'd look at that and go oh I definitely want that at my wedding yeah. but it's you can make a short form version of that, that yeah. and that's that works really well on TikTok and I feel like that's funny you should mention because I think that's exactly what I did. I made a short form version yeah, well, of that well, and put it on again, TikTok. Again, if you have a couple that have a bouncy castle at their wedding and the bride does a backflip and her dress goes up, you know, it's all those things, isn't it? Where as a as a videographer, I think you harness that power and the the power in video content on TikTok particularly rather than making slideshows and stuff like that. Like yeah. You've probably got an arsenal of stuff that you could chop out of footage that you've delivered, oh, of course, which, is, yeah. which is far easier than me as a photographer making the effort to have to take behind-the-scenes photos or have a GoPro of my camera or something to get video content of me doing my job or the things that happen at my weddings yeah. in order to use... Because video content is... That's that. That's where it's at, really, with TikTok, it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think the problem with TikTok for me is it doesn't resonate with me. Like, if I scroll through TikTok, I'm kind of looking at it like none of this appeals to me whatsoever. So I think 
I struggle to post them there because I think it has to be like this other stuff, which is like in your face, super fast yeah. pace. It's like, oh, this is, it's overwhelming for me. It's a bit too like, it feels like the target audience is a bit younger than me. Yeah. So if I'm going to post on it, I'm like, I can't make this content because I don't resonate with it. But to post on it is better than not, to post on it with something that might not appeal or it might not be like everyone else is better than to not post on it yes. at all. Does that make sense? So I think that's it. for me, again, I don't have TikTok. I don't use it. And I maybe sound like a little bit of a granddad when I don't understand it. Yeah. But in order, again, I would rather not have something than do it badly. Like okay. when you, when you see like, I'll send it opposite. When, I'll send it, when, just when, do it. When you see businesses though, yeah. that post on Instagram and the captions are so like, here is a picture of a cake that's oh, I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this cake. <laughs> It's like, you have no idea how that works. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've tagged in, like, the wrong thing. Like, there's no hashtag. There's, like, you can clearly see, yeah. like, fair enough, they're putting something out there, but you're not going to look at that and go, oh, do you know what, I really, that, 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 that's really yeah. a bit of me. Yeah. Like, I'd almost, if I was to make a, made a decision or came to the realisation that, do you know what, I need to be on TikTok. Let's be honest. In order to find the couples of my demographic and that, they are all using TikTok. It's just me that's not. I would want to go over go on a course or just download it and I'd force myself to use it yeah. so that I yeah. understood it True. Yeah. rather than try and be that granddad in the corner posting on the TikTok. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what... It's like that Miming idea, isn't along it? To some song, yeah, like, and like we so. talked about it in the AI episode. It's that yeah. idea of staying ahead of the curve all the time. Yeah. Identifying where your where your target couples are and almost, you know, walking into their circles and marketing it to them there rather than, it, you know, there's, there's no point trying to market to into a 19-year-old audience and take out a Facebook ad, is there? Yeah, yeah, very good point. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, figure out figure out what your audience are looking at. And I feel, feel like for most people who are we're probably targeting the same sort of sort of um, age group that we are, yeah. Instagram, TikTok is, is definitely but the But it might way. be on the flip side of the coin. If you're looking at, you know, you want to have a business model where you're like, my sole demographic is second time around marriages yeah. for people between the ages Already of got kids. 45 yeah. and 60. Yeah. For you to take out a sponsored ad on Facebook, might be it might actually work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. that's where, because those people are going, well, I'm not going on TikTok, it's too old for me. Like, it's it's funding. So it's, it's, yeah. it's almost... It goes back to that brand thing. That's identifying who your couple that you're trying to market to are, and almost getting yourself in the head of that couple yeah. and going, well, where do where do they go? What what do they consume? Yeah, you know, I don't I don't think I've I haven't bought a magazine in years. Yeah, exactly. You don't like want a to be physical magazine. Yeah. So if a county's magazine or even something which was deemed as a more trendy magazine said, oh, do you want to pay £500 for a half page ad in my oh, magazine? I get these calls so much. I just don't. I probably wouldn't do it. No. Because even if I now decided to get remarried or, or to get married, I would go on Instagram yeah. and I would search my wedding venue. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I wouldn't go to my local Tesco's and pick up the county's wedding magazine with my food shop. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, exactly. So you, that's where your target audience is. You want to be that. I feel the problem is I feel like Instagram is a, is a huge topic. I feel like as a whole episode topic. I find it mad we haven't done an Instagram. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be worth us doing an Instagram episode and sort of we're not going to skirt around it here, but like obviously the episode's getting on a bit and we're talking about all the different sort of avenues you can go. I feel like the one thing I did want to say about Instagram. I feel like in the episode we do about Instagram, we can talk about like our methods, techniques, what we do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the main thing about Instagram is don't overthink it. Is sure. I think there's so much out there, like how to cheat the Instagram algorithm. You've got to do this many reels. You've got to post at this time. You've got to, and like if you overthink it, you're gonna end up doing nothing, or you're gonna end up overworking yourself. And also, it doesn't work. I think any time 
that in marketing particularly or any anything in your business, you try and look for a hack, a shortcut, a quick win, yeah. whether it's with SEO. You know, like when we first came into the business, that was like the oh, write your key, write your H one keyword in white text and put it on a white background oh, really? and write it a yeah. hundred times because <laughs> Google will see that your Hampshire wedding from Hampshire wedding from Hampshire. Yeah, and, it, and it's like. But it will find you out. It's got clever yeah, now. Yeah, it knows got, that that's a that's, that, that's a hack. Yeah. And it won't get in. I think it's the same. That you can go on to Instagram. You could buy yourself a thousand followers, or yeah. you know, you can go. Oh, do you know what? Even though I've only got two hundred people following me, if I get a tick, people will love me. Or if I post at five o'clock one day every day, is yeah. you know, if you try and do all these shortcuts. I think in the end, people do see through it. It's kind of whatever you're going to post is kind of is be very targeted to who you want to post it to, but also just come across as genuine and authentic in what you're posting. Yeah, definitely. And just post what you, because some post is better than no post, basically. If you feel like, oh, I haven't posted in a while, as a videographer, you probably get loads of clips. You can just slow it down to 50%, put some text on it or something. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. put it on, and I'm, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't do this because I've had, I've had a very specific marketing structure for my Instagram for this year where I do screenshots from a wedding then a video then screenshots and a video and i've been sort of practicing with that um <clears throat> but next year i think i might go lean more into the real side and do some sort of like you know a short every week or something yeah. like that but this year i want to very much focus on that and see where that gets me so that because right now if you scroll through my feed it's exactly how i want it to look like the yeah. colors the exact thumbnail used for the shot like the actual grid looks great but well, the grid's one of the things that I would tell other people, please don't focus on it because yeah. like, I, I don't know if a couple looks at your grid and is like, oh, this is the person I want to hire. Right? Yeah. Well, I yeah. think I find, again, if something to me, oh, you've got 20 minutes to go on Instagram. Yeah. I would probably spend most of that time just going through stories and then be lured, yeah. lured yeah. away from stories to something. So that's something that I made a really conscious effort to do this year is I might only, I probably posted on my grid this year less than I ever have. But if I have, it's always been a link to my story. But you've done or the story, I've always yeah. used my stories at least, yeah, much more often yeah. in high season, almost daily into the dark, you know, into the into the end, the quieter end of the season, probably once every two or three days. If I've got something to share, yeah. But you can be a lot more conversational in your stories. I feel like getting personality across. Yeah. There's stuff that I would post in my stories that I wouldn't put on my grid because yeah. I, I don't want it to live there forever. Yeah. But in that current moment, when I can go, oh, I can post, I can chat to the camera about something that's coming up that week or. You yeah, know, yeah. Like I can do that. It, it remains there, and that makes you incredibly more personable. Yeah, don't forget to utilize stories and the little. What's the thing where it saves the stories? Oh, highlights. Highlights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it sounds so old. <laughs> but it's true, and <laughs> I think those. I think open, open, and, and and it's it's having that degree of confidence. Like I can probably say that uh, when I started talking to camera, it was horrible. Yeah, I stumbled it over is, my words. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like looking at my face on the screen. Any of those things. Yeah. But the more that you do it. You just become desensitized. I become used to, to just opening my Instagram and, and seeing your face yeah. pop but, up. But, and again, but yeah. the amount of people like, I, like I'd walk my dog in the park, yeah, and someone would come up to me and go, oh, "I saw your story today. Oh, I love listening to you. <laughs> I'm getting married, yeah. not whatever." But they just enjoy, and they they follow along or they're interested in the journey. Yeah. And once you can kind of separate the kind of oh my god, I look I look stupid or I feel stupid. Or, I don't sound like that. Yeah. And you just realise that most you're people just don't doing see something. you the way you see yourself. You never. It's like you, yeah. you like that. You are so much a harsher critic to yeah, yeah. yourself than other people are. They just enjoy that you've had this funny story from a wedding to share or yeah. whatever. Or you probably watch lots of other people that are just sat on their office floor or in their desk talking to you and enjoy it. Yeah. And you don't realise that that could be you. That's the thing is I watch yours 
pretty much all the way through. I went mate, so I guess it's different. Yeah. But like, I watch yours all the way through. But then when I go to record my own, I end up not posting that because I'm like, who actually cares what I did at the weekend? But I'd watch who, it. Yeah, exactly. What do you do? But, Again, yeah. I sit and watch yours. <laughs> or like, I've had, like, I was at a wedding um, a couple of months ago. And like the major one that came up to me and was like, oh, hi, Tom, there's that. And just chatting. No, he's like, she knew me. Yeah. And then about 20 minutes later, she's like, I'm really sorry. She's like, and we'd had like a whole conversation about like my dog and where I'd recently been on holiday. Yeah. And, uh, and I just didn't think anything of it. I yeah. just assumed that they, and she was like, oh, she's like, oh, she probably think I'm a real weirdo now. She's like, but I followed since like my friend booked you. She felt like she knew you because yeah, she. Yeah. Since watched. like her friend had booked me for her wedding, she started following me on Instagram. Yeah. So for the past nine months, She'd been seeing She'd your been face talking about stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she knew where I'd been on holiday, like what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, like the things about my dog yeah, yeah. and all of those things. So by the time I got to the day, she was super comfortable with me. I'd never met the woman. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's quite a big thing, isn't like, it? In order to, stories are the best, the only way to do that because your grid posts aren't going to get that level of personality. Yeah, like, so. like, you know, when people say you should put your face on the grid, like if you scroll down a grid to every nine or 12 photos, there should be a photo of you. Yes, yeah. And I think when you are a person, a one-man business, you need to be evident to know who you are but i think stories is a much better way of almost injecting personality or being personable like I, I quite like yeah. those things on my stories that i can post out they're fleeting. And, and, and they're gone into they're gone. yeah exactly yeah. exactly you can you, you know you tell them the story about your day if no one listens to it it's gone and after it's for us doesn't matter yeah, yeah exactly so i feel like that's and i think that's a useful tool in terms of getting your um, your main posts in as well yes because I believe sure. if people watch more of your stories then they'll see more of your main posts so. but again it's that I think that it all harmonises together isn't it is that if people watch your stories about you kind of being you and then you go oh well, I just posted this they will click on that out of your stories to go and look at your grid yeah. so that kind of filters out where if you send a link and go oh I'm now doing this this is on my website this is the blog post I've just done and then tag a link into your website they yeah. will click on that and go to your website yeah, yeah. and that's I think that's the idea of marketing if you think of it as kind of a funnel or a web that one thing leads to another yeah. is that that's you can't put your eggs all in one basket but at the same time you can't do everything well yeah, yeah so yeah. it's recognising okay where do the people that I want to book where do they, do they hang out from? socially yeah, yeah. I'm going to lean in to say these two or three methods they're my main core elements of marketing yeah I'm going to because I can do two or three better than I can do six or seven half-assed yeah yeah yeah. and then you start to build your web on those apps that all links back to your website or back to wherever and there are people you can see there's people out there doing really well on like tiktok but yeah. maybe not so active on instagram and, and vice versa and things like again, that you, because they, that's where they know their audience so many hours and, yeah. in the day as well yeah, exactly. like we said about using ai in the last episode yeah, yeah. to save time let's be honest like 10 years ago talking to your Instagram story or even thinking of stuff to post on Instagram wasn't a thing. Yeah. So you hadn't that, if that time wasn't in your day. Well, I think you should be, again, t- talking about the website when we were doing, when we were saying that do it in little bursts. I think Instagram's the same. Like I, I notice sometimes when you go in and it's like February, March and you go onto a videographer or photographer's web uh, Instagram and they haven't posted since November the year before and you can tell they've just either run out of content yeah. to post from that summer or they've been too busy editing and they went, went like so December and Christmas has hit and everything they just haven't been posting I think that's the worst thing you can do because yes. everyone else is doing that so if you're still posting during the winter and yeah. booking season then you're you're doing better than most of these people and but it's just... that trust thing as well isn't it again if you if you were looking to book someone you go they haven't posted in six months yeah are they still doing this are they still in business 
I know someone recently got married and their videographer had not posted in a while and was a bit like they're a bit worried about yeah. about like oh and if that's how they found they're still you, doing it but, yeah. and I think that's that's the other biggest thing as well is that in anything that you do and with marketing particularly if you read any of the books on marketing or speak to any of the gurus is that beyond anything else consistency yeah. is the key like you say is if you and but it's the same as going to the gym or building your business or whatever you do six stories a day for six days in a row and then do nothing, nothing. for six months. No, yeah, there was no point no, in doing those 36 stories. Yeah, yeah. Where if you did one story, three days apart, yeah. for a year, then you're building you would it see a much slowly. more consistent yeah. growth period in that. Yeah. And I think the same with your website. Rather than, I'm, I'm going to, you know, you leave it for four years, do nothing to it, and then completely rebuild it, and you rinse and repeat that pattern. Yeah. Like everything is kind of a little and often, little, or yeah, like exactly. consistent, whatever you're going to do, is do it consistently. Yeah. And I think I remember being really, really early on when I, I wanted to become self-employed as a photographer is that I remember going to like a, like a, um, there was like a creative support network at my university. Yeah. And we were talking to the guy then. So this is probably like what, 2009, 2010. So social media was like, Facebook was barely a thing. Yeah. And we were talking then about blog blogging or, blog, or like, you know, like Blogspot. Do you remember Blogspot? Yeah. Where yeah. you had a blog rather than it be a thing on your, yeah, um, yeah. on your website. I'm showing my age. <laughs> and so like he was saying then, he was like, do you follow people on Blogspot? And I was like, yeah, I really do. Yeah. So he was like, so you they you read the blog they put up and he was like, maybe three days later, you'll go back and see if they made another one. Yeah. And if they haven't, you might give it another three days. He's like, over the course of time that you follow that person, if you come to know they only blog weekly, yeah. you'll probably only check their blog once a week. Once a week, yeah, yeah. Where and then if you keep following and keep checking back and keep getting disappointed and realise that they only ever blog monthly you'll start to only check back once every month. That's the same as releasing this podcast, really, isn't it? Like exactly we, the same, yeah. At, at the beginning, we'd identified that once a week was unrealistic to us. We didn't want to be we didn't want to be missing weeks. Yeah. So we decided every other week, and I think we've, only, we've missed a week. I think but we've, like, had, we've, yeah, we've had two instances where it's gone three weeks, we've been, which have both been out of our hands, really. Yeah. But again, I like to think that, like, say, rather than go, we're going to do weekly, did that for six weeks, and, and then just, just gone, yeah. or then got exhausted from yeah. doing weekly. We exhausted the content, you know, the, the effort of, of meeting up to do it. That we yeah. just, oh, we need summer off. They're obviously long episodes, so yeah. we make up oh, for we, it. We're, we're, we're <laughs> almost an hour and a quarter into this one as well. Yeah. But I think to have that is, like, is, is if, if we can kind of start to wrap it up, then I think yeah. if you were kind of breaking it into some kind of real small things or small wins that you can do. At a basic level, as a non-market as non-market expert yeah. sat here we know what, how our businesses work and stuff is is the the amount of exposure the amount of times you're seeing is quite important isn't yes. it is if you are on instagram and then someone someone wants to go see your website and then they click on your website and then they google their venue and then you come up with a blog on their venue that's three times they've seen you i'm sure there's a stat. we've not even mentioned we yeah. mentioned the the passive advertising thing which i don't think we're gonna have time to mention but of being nice to other um yeah that's suppliers just, that's just free advertising yeah, yeah, yeah. i say just people just knowing what you do being a nice person at a wedding yeah if you have a positive impact on that person's day someone at that wedding is going to see you yeah you're still marketing yourself in that instance just because you're not leaving business cards on the tables as you leave the yeah. wedding a vast majority of our weddings come from photographers who recommend us and that is equally lovely and scary at the same time because we're like photographers recommend us like they can just turn around one day and decide not to um but because we get on well with photographers and because we respect their work and work well with them and stuff they end up recommending us but it's not like that photographer's gone 
the ads go to that person and they've gone they've just trusted them straight up sometimes it will say where have you heard from us and they'll be like google slash instagram slash our photographer also recommended you and so they've seen us through three different things and gone they must be good then i'm sure there is like a marketing thing that says that someone needs to see your name or your work seven times before they will trust you Right. Okay. Yeah. So you, again, if you yeah. think, say, like you've listed three there straight off really quite quickly. Yeah. And if they look at the next week, they're on Instagram and you pop up in a story bubble or yeah, someone yeah. else is linked to like, so that venue's that posted again, the yeah. images because you sent them to the venue. Yeah. And this and that. You're almost appearing. In the end, it's like we keep looking at other people, but this person keeps popping, keeps popping up. up. Yeah. Yeah. There must be a reason for that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm and watching so, their content. Yeah. Because so they, you're in, getting stuff out. Yeah. There. In terms of that's it. Like so, that they, in terms of kind of easy wins, the best thing you can just do is start. Yeah, you could spend yeah. ages overthinking to make this perfect elaborate campaign or yeah. thing. It's just start and start slowly. Don't just start. Yeah, don't just start putting out ten stories a day because you think it's good yeah. thing to don't do. Don't post like everything at once because again you'll peak too soon. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just start. Do it consistently. And the other biggest one I think that I've got on my list, which is at the top, is track it. Yeah. Oh, if yeah, you are going to pay yeah. for advertising or you are going to start to put much more effort into Instagram is have somewhere on your contact form or a spreadsheet is that anybody that gets in touch with you, you know how they have found you. Yeah. Because if you've then decided to go down a magazine route or pay for a blog directory, if you're spending that money on that, you need to know that that money is well spent. So, yeah. Or if you know in the end, oh, nearly all my work comes from word of mouth. Like you, you're knowing then that there's maybe not if you're if you're consistently booking out year on year from good reviews and word of mouth alone, you probably don't need to go and spend four and five hundred pounds yeah. on that blog directory. That's the thing. Like I pretty much spend zero money on advertising a year, and I know that if I spent more money on advertising, yeah, I'd get more leads and then be able to charge more. But like I think f- for me, that like, I wouldn't say my aim, but a nice like business for me as a business that you can be pretty hands-off on certain parts yeah. of it and the marketing has been that and that's why passive marketing is really important what we've spoken about is a lot of active like you need to dedicate time to yeah. this but i've got by for the last few years on just being nice to photographers and posting your wedding film on instagram but again we're but we are in a service-based industry as yeah. photographers and fit filmmakers are we are us we and the service we provide are our value yeah we're not selling a product where I always use this analogy. I have nothing against cake makers. You could be a nasty person and make amazing cakes. Yeah. And if you can hide no behind good customer service, yeah, yeah. as long as you can get people's money off them, you give them a banging cake on their day that you won't even see them on the day of their yeah. wedding, yeah, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. But for us, people need to go, do you know what? I can stomach having that guy around me on All one of the day. most, and yeah. my family for one of the most nervous and rack, like days of my life for yeah. 12 hours without me wanting to throttle him or yeah. run away from him. That is huge as well as the work that you make. So we need to be much, show much more of ourselves Definitely, than a yeah. product-based industry does. Yeah. But because of that, I only want to shoot 30 weddings a year. So I only need to generate enough inquiries yeah, to, exactly. get, to, book, to, get to book 30 amount. weddings that yeah. are on the same day. Yeah. Where if you're a product industry, surely you need as many leads as you can yeah, to exactly. sell as much of that product as you yeah. can because the more you sell, the more you make. Yeah. So it's identifying... So you need marketing. more active yeah, yeah. marketing for that. Yeah. yeah, It's marketing to the business that you're in yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've barely touched the surface. Um, that's mad. Like that's I a good place like, yeah. to start with, you know, things to do over the winter is... Um, is that like website get an Instagram little plan together start doing little little stories and things like that stories are huge like again something which I haven't I sort of on and off focus on I was was doing so well with stories until July and then had the 10 weddings in July and like I just after that I just got exhausted with it 
don't I think our thing as well, some of it is muscle memory. Yeah. Like for me, if I was at 10 weddings, to find time, even if you're at dinner, most of the time my, my story is that well, weddings happen at dinner because I yeah, forget yeah. during the day. Yeah. But just to just pull your phone out of your pocket and go, oh, look, I'm here today. But it's for that to I'm click in your this. brain. You need to yeah, start getting and it into is. that. Yeah. But it's again, it's, it's, a, it's a muscle memory. Association. The same yeah. way that you now, because you've been conditioned to since you were a child, you remember to brush your teeth every morning. Yeah, you yeah. forget to brush your teeth. Yeah. If you're you a wedding, a story every... you remember. So even if you yeah. have it written on the back of your camera on a sticky note, like do a damn story. Like I but then some... for me, I'm like, what am I going to say? Oh, I'm at this lovely wedding at this lovely venue. It just would sound like every other wedding. Do you know what I mean? Like, but your face, you're putting your face in front of. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's just me being really. Like, like... I think if, if, if even if this if this yeah, if you've listened to this hour and twenty minutes, it's just a prompt. Get yourself on camera. And yeah. Do the challenge. Even say that yeah, you know, jump on a story. Say that you've listened to this podcast and we've told you to do it. Yeah. So get yourself out your comfort zone, out your head. Talk to yourself. Um, you know, talk to camera, get people, get in front of people, and just start all that like website just update that. that you think you haven't done or you haven't got enough work for. You have, and so just do something. Like you can't moan that you haven't got enough inquiries, people or you've in not got work yeah. if you're not marketing yourself. Yeah, you're a person with a good business behind you. People want to see you first, then your business. At least yeah. if you're booking people like like we're booking, yeah. like there are again people that want to book numbers and are not too worried about what couples they're booking. In which case. This advice might be a bit different. To, but also, to... like, I don't want to like cast any. Like, I, I think I'm okay at my job, but there's there's much better wedding photographers out there. Yeah, than well, me. We've... But they probably don't market as well, yeah. so they're not a scene. Well, there's also people out there that are probably a lot worse wedding photographers than me. They're a damn sight busier than I am. Yeah, that's, because yeah, they're good exactly. yeah. at convincing people to book them because they're good it's at marketing. Not necessarily the like, quality of your work. It can yeah. be really easy to sit there scrolling Instagram. Come, this works terrible compared to mine, but they're charging five hundred pounds more than me, and they're saying they're fully booked for next year already. And it's like, because you're looking at them on Instagram and they've marketed to you. Yeah. Like you can sit at home and go, well, I haven't got any work. And it's like, then make people find you. Yeah. And it sounds harsh, but like, it's true. And I think in, in this day and age, it's never been easier. There have never been more resources out there to market yourself without spending that much money than, yeah. than there are now. Yeah, you know, exactly, you, don't, you don't have exactly. to afford a big ad in the yellow pages now, or pay like hundreds of pounds for a Google ad. Like, yeah. it, you, you literally, if you post stuff on Instagram pretty consistently, you'll get followers. Yeah, and stuff. if you have a yeah. phone in your pocket you and, and a will to succeed, yeah. you will. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the bombshell. That's a good, yeah, that's a good way to round it up. I like that. I Everybody like that. carries a phone in their pocket. Like, get out, get it out, use it, talk to it, and sell yourself. Yeah, perfect. Oh, let's round it up. Yeah. I think I've just had a thought in my head that I think the next episode will be the last one before Christmas. So, so we're going to do a Christmas, Christmas jump one. Yeah. yeah. So then we're going to change scenery again. We're going to go on from, from my house to here and then we're going to make the biggest winter wonderland. I think that's so I'm going to go all out. Okay. Get a tree, <laughs> get jumpers, we're going to yeah, get yeah. wine. Yeah, little fireplace. Yeah, <laughs> one of those fake like Netflix fires. We can put oh, a screen yeah, up cool. with one of them on. Yeah, yeah. It's happening, people. So yeah, then we <laughs> tune in for the next one. Yeah, just be ready. Big promises. <laughs> yeah. All right, see you next time, guys.